Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And this is part of our Statement of Faith, the WIBR Warren Radio on America and Christianity. We are called to live for Christ and to be a light in a dying world. Nevertheless, as believers, we can stand for truth against those whose godlessness and hatred has pushed this nation past the brink of lawlessness and division right into the apocalypse for this country. And do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows featured on both warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America, by their fruits. Featured on danaglinsmith.com. Still the darkness and the rising. The work unveiled. Opus potestus revelare. America, House of Long Shadows. Grace Going Forward from Here. Featured on warn-usa.com. Antichrist, Terror, Faith, Gospel Advocacy, Gospel Report. Spirit of Adoption, Book of Romans, Part 15. Indignation, Initiation, Invitation, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 87. And do not miss these Warren Radio episodes from October 25th through the 27th. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Persecuted Christians, China, Russia, Ukraine, Gaza Church, Printing Bibles, and Belarus. Thursday's Battle Lines, Redeemer Redemption Comes, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 194. And Friday, Sound the Shofar, Kingdom War and the Coming King, Admonitions, Part 9. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman, Dana G. Smith. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Max save the United States?
The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storylines of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of The Rising by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Angus and & Robertson, and you can get The Rising ebook on Google Play. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglennsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Yeah, it is. And, of course, we have uh, a lot of stuff going on in the world and uh, a lot of trouble. Yes, yes, there is. And so, uh, I don't know. You know, everybody's talking about prophecy now. Yep. You know, there. And they saw Israel head out, you know, to. You know, they still have to get the ho- some of the hostages back. Oh, I hope they do. And there was Americans in Palestine, in uh, Gaza, that was living there. And uh, they they have them as hostages, too. That's horrible. So I, I don't really know what's going on with them all over there. It's a sad state of affairs. Yeah, Tragic. it is. But we do know what Israel tells us is going on. So, uh, at any rate, up front, uh, we heard from a ministry that we are... are familiar with and uh, they're one of the ones that we recommend they're called Bibles for the Mideast dot com and you go Bibles the number four Mideast dot com and uh, they sent an urgent uh, request out because uh, Bibles for the Mideast has six underground churches in Palestine. They say Palestine. I'm not really sure, you know. You know, we got Gaza and we got the West Bank. That's where we get what we got. But uh, Bibles for the Mideast has a lot of churches 
that are connected to them that they started uh, in the Middle East and they got quite a few of them. They work in the hardest areas there is. And so he goes, they go on to say as Christians in an Arab land members of those churches have never had it easy but now having fled to the West Bank from their now destroyed homes in Gaza they lack food, water, clothes, medicine, and electricity. Thankfully, though, all are safe. Yes. While their situation is precarious, our Lord protects them Thank mightily. You, Lord. With their mental and spiritual support resting with Israel, they assure us that they can palpably feel the Lord's presence. They spend much of their time praying for a stop to the war between Israel and Palestine. Kindly remember them in your prayers. And they go on to say, Lisa Loden's words about the hostilities in the region back in May of 2021 are as true today as ever. She writes, It is a time for intercession and lament. May the Lord have mercy on us all. Amen. And Lisa Loden co-chairs the Luzon Initiative for reconciliation in Israel-Palestine. So remember to pray for those believers that are in Palestine. They do have regular churches in Gaza. And uh, so this is just really a mess. But a lot of the people in, you know, in Gaza had nothing to do with the war. The, the Hamas, they do their own thing. And nobody tries to stop them because they run things there. So it is a mess. There is no doubt about it. And the things that Hamas did to the Israelites, to their children, is unconscionable. And uh, now, you know, the war continues. So at any rate, remember that. Bibles for the Mideast, intercede for them. And for all of Israel. Yeah, and for all of Israel. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> up front, the Kingdom War and the Coming King series, part nine. Now, we feature uh, articles or radio shows that are you know, one we want to tell you about. This is the Coming King series, part nine. And so, uh, and the name of this is Admonitions, this portion. And we record, the, record these and teach these live, and then we have them on our websites. And you can download the audio. We don't charge for it. We may sometime in the future, but uh, I mean, we have a lot of audios. We've been doing radio shows for a long time, and this and uh, our Isaiah series is at part 195. And we have the audios for everything that we've ever done, and that is a lot of audio. So, at any rate, we're in part nine in this particular show 
and that's the one we're talking about and uh, the salvation for all men is offered but not everyone will accept it or find it or even believe it exists the shaking of the nations of men the ongoing wars the coming dark one will bring the world to a new level of deception and wickedness you know and and as i read that you know look how messed up it is now oh it's yeah it's terrible every day is something a new level <laughs> yeah we and, we and reach so a new level of wickedness yeah and and i see what i wrote there a new level <laughs> yeah every day <laughs> so all of which will be readily accepted by those not found in the Lamb's Book of Life. Make no mistake here, one little diversion from the truth of the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ will mean an eternity far from redemption and the Redeemer. So the admonition is stay close to the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, and do not depart. And so this this particular show, part nine, of the Kingdom War and the com Coming King, admonitions, it reaches into the end of days where we're at today. And, uh, you know, we, we are seeing today a Kingdom War of light versus darkness. It really is. And, and you know, Hamas who thinks they're the light, they're the darkness. What they're doing is damnable. It's terrible. Yes, it is. And so millions of people are dangerously unaware of their own redemption in the light of ongoing delusion and wickedness. The kingdom of God will come and it will flourish. However, the wicked and unbelieving will find themselves short of it. Those pushing other avenues of salvation besides that which is written in the Gospels will also be found wanting. So go to our website at warn-usa.com and find the Kingdom War and the Coming King, Admonitions, Part 9. And that's a show that the Tower and I did. And... Uh, this is the service of the WIVR Warren Radio websites. We have two websites, DanaGlennSmith.com, which is the Watchman Institute, and Warren-USA.com, which is our radio portion. And our, our main goal is in-depth biblical teaching, preaching, and warning. And, and we are a warning agency, but we're also an agency that... Um, advocates for the persecuted church so be sure to get in to the this particular episode and listen to it and uh, make a comment <coughs> you can also sign up on our site for the notifications that come through uh, wordpress we have a good number of people that do that. So uh, check them out. And uh, the Kingdom War and the Coming King, this is a series and it's part nine, Admonitions.
And so we are right now looking at something from David Curry. He's the president and CEO of the Global Christian Relief. And uh, you may not know much about that, but uh, globalchristianrelief.org. And we have quite a number, a list of, of advocate and humanitarian uh, ministries that are on the front lines. And uh, Global Christian Relief, that's what they do. They're global. And uh, you know and I know about the tumultuous nature of the Middle East. But it's even more so with Israel and Hamas at war. And with the tension and extremism, and that's Muslim extremists, you know, it's only going to increase. And so the question David Curry has for us, what do secret believers in the Middle East need more than anything right now? There's one word, hope. And how do they find it? In God's word. Now you see, this is why, and, and you know, the Global Christian Relief isn't the only one, but I'm glad to see they're doing it. The Global Christian Relief and their partners are distributing thousands of Bibles in the Middle East. Print Bibles, children's Bibles, audio Bibles, even SD card Bibles, which can be discreetly loaded onto mobile devices in places where the word is forbidden. Well, that's cool. Yeah, isn't that that's cool? That's awesome, yes. But we can't do it without you. As a donor-funded ministry, we need your help. And so... They're asking, will you equip, <clears throat> equip a persecuted believer with their very own Bible? Your gift of $5 could strengthen a hard-pressed believer with the word. Your gift of 50 could supply 10 Bibles for 10 believers, enough for a small group Bible study. Your gift of 100 could supply 20 Bibles for 20 believers, helping to equip a home church. That's good. Yeah, isn't that and we recommend that you pray for these ministries. They have boots on the ground so they can get whatever they're doing, like this case Bibles, they get them right to the source. And, uh, and they have somebody by the name of Simcoe who dares to operate an illegal Bible printing press. And then there's Azad who bravely smuggles Bibles to persecuted believers. And then there's Shakla, who disciples new converts in an underground church. And Omar, who shares the gospel with Muslim seekers turning away from Islam. And so they give this particular uh, fact. In the Middle East alone, over 300 million Muslims don't know Jesus Christ. Simply put, the body of Christ must band together to supply more Bibles in this area. If we don't, countless people will never know the Lord Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Now that's signed Dr. David Curry, President and CEO of the Global Christian Relief. Now we do this. This is part of our advocacy. 
They don't pay us to do this. We don't take any money for this. We don't raise money for them. We just tell you the ministry, what they're doing, and it's up to you to decide who you're going to help or if you're going to help. But we recommend that you pray for the persecuted church, and if you can, give something to these people, you know, to help the believers. So you can go to globalchristianrelief.org and you can find out all you need to know about them and about helping them. So, globalchristianrelief.org. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Transform Iran and Israel. This story comes to us from Mission Network News Online. And it's, um, their website is mnnonline.org. And the Iranian government was quick to condemn the hospital bombing in Gaza, accusing Israel of the deadly explosion. Various agencies say somewhere between 400 and 1,000 people were killed. The Israeli government reports the hospital bombing was from a misfired rocket in Gaza. American President Joe Biden says U.S. intelligence also shows Israel Israel did not fire the rocket. Nevertheless, Iran's foreign minister tweeted, Time is over for Israel. And Lana Silk with Transform Iran says Israelis are not the only ones paying the price for Hamas and other terrorist activities. The everyday Palestinian people are also paying. You have 2 million plus Gaza inhabitants. The regular people didn't start this fight. The regular people aren't going to get to finish the fight. But they will pay for it because they have all the they all have this damage now physically and to their lives happening, and their authorities don't care. Iran supports Hamas with funds, weapons, and training, according to the U.S. State Department. Within Iran, anti-Israel sentiment is often also taken out on Iranian Christians. Silk says the government considers Christians as people who side with what they call Zionist Israel and the Christians pay a high price for how the government feels about Israel. Iran considers both Christianity and Israel as agents of Western influence in the Middle East. The Iranians have made it no secret that they want to obliterate Israel. For four decades, they've been sowing all these seeds of bitterness and conflict all across the Middle East, from Yemen to Iraq to Hamas and Hezbollah, and they're taking every opportunity they can to bring Israel down. The Christians are targeted with the same venom and the same strength of feeling. In fact, an Ayatollah recently said that the Christians also need to be obliterated. And there are 1.2 million Christians in Iran. If their faith 
affiliation is discovered, they are often banned from education and jobs. Iranian Christians face heavy monitoring, harassment, and even imprisonment for crimes against national security. Christians from Muslim backgrounds are particularly targeted. Pray for God's protection over the church in Iran, as well as innocent Palestinians and Israelis impacted by the conflict. Ask the Lord to open people's eyes across the Middle East to peace in Jesus Christ. And TransformIran.com, their vision is, We believe in the life-changing, landscape-shifting power of the gospel. Our churches are built on the authority of God's word and actively engage in mission to Iran. We dream of the day when every Iranian man, woman, and child will know the love of Christ and the transformative power of the gospel will penetrate, redeem, and renew all aspects of society across the nation of Iran. Well, that's quite the ministry, isn't it? Well, it is. And, you know, somebody has to do that. Yes, it's good. I'm glad they're actively doing that. You know, and you get people that do have connections to Iran. And they find a ministry, you know, there's a need, and all of a sudden, wham, they're there. So, uh... So what was the name of that uh, ministry? TransformIran.com It's surprising how many of these ministries we find. Yes. Pray for them. I'll tell you, you know, you can say if there was one state that needs, one nation that needs the gospel, and that's Iran. Well, that's a fact. But there's a lot of them. I mean, there are. All the nations need Christ. And we're we're in such a turmoil worldwide now anyway. So, uh, next we're looking at uh, Pakistan. A Christian couple... Accused of blasphemy, which is not unusual. And they have children. And it's not unusual for this to happen in Pakistan or in India. Where they're getting in trouble. It may not be blasphemy in India, but it'll be, you know. They always manage to get in trouble there, you know, because they hate Christians. And so... This comes out of Lahore, Pakistan, via MorningStarNews.org. That's MorningStarNews.org. Morningstar News has been doing this for quite a long time, and they put up articles and stuff. And so we want to have you, you know, stop by and look at their website, MorningStarNews.org, and take a look at the ministries. And it's information for you so that you can be better informed and you can help some of these ministries out. So, out of Lahore, the court there granted bail to a Christian couple 
Now they they <laughs> it, it, it was some time ago. This was in October. We did this story, uh, the original story that came out on this couple. So I'm glad you're doing an update. And so, you know, they were arrested on blasphemy charges, falsely accused, and suspects can spend years in jail, and they await the verdicts. And, you know, sometimes they get locked up and nothing happens for a long time. And so, uh, Shawcott and Masai, uh, or however you say it, and his wife, Karan, um, said additional sessions with Judge Lahore, me and Shahid, uh, granted his petition for bail on October 18th. So they were released. And of course, as he says, we've been away from our children for over a month. Each day we spend in prison was spent thinking what would become of them if we couldn't get out. Masai, who supports his family by doing odd jobs, told Morningstar News. And this is very much what happens over there. Because, you know, if you go into some of these places, there's a lot of kids that don't have adults. They're by themselves. And it's easy for someone to take advantage of these children. And so... You know, they go to jail, and if, if they don't have friends or somebody to help them out, these kids, are, you know, they're on their own. And so, their attorney told the court that the impoverished cus, uh, couple was innocent, as they that they were not present at the site at the time of the alleged incident. You know, but people, you know, I mean, when you're over there and a Muslim uh, charges you, I mean, you, you could have been in Timbuktu, but they would still charge you. That's the way it works. It, it's, you know, it's even in America, it's getting hard. You know, you're innocent until proved guilty, but in America, you're guilty and then you got to prove you're innocent. That's the way it works. Yeah. And in India, it is a hundred times worse and in Pakistan it's the same way if you get caught that's it boom so uh, they were charged under a section concerning the blasphemy uh, statutes and the local Muslim accused them of throwing torn pages of the Quran from the roof of their house and so According to the Pakistani penal code, it carries a mandatory life sentence That's for ridiculous. desecrating the Koran. Now, the complainant, a Muslim, said he saw the pages flying towards the ground while he was at a nearby shop. And he uh, confronted Koran, and, who said that her children might have done it which the first thing she shouldn't have said but she he then searched the house and found a pink school bag now see that's illegal too in America you can't just go search someone's house but he did see this is the way it works they're guilty these Muslims have a lot of power Christians have no power at all so 
you know, the guy that made the complaint searched the house. And, uh, and they had more torn pages that they found in a school bag. But Nazir said that they, they were not from a Quran, but from a grade 9 Islamic studies book in a bag containing scrap paper. And it was meant to be sold to a scrap vendor. And uh, so at any rate, they have three children, two of whom are suffering from mental and physical disabilities. And they can't be held accountable for desecration of the holy pages. <coughs> and as here said, none of the three children have ever been to school, which is not unusual. So it's absurd to even claim that they tore off the pages. And yeah. the lawyer said there was other indications the police showed undue haste in registering, uh, you know, this complaint against the couple. And the police didn't recover the evidence, but it was handed to him by the complainant. Isn't that handy? Yes. And so there's a high chance of tampering with the evidence. So they got bail, which is $360. That's a lot of money. Yeah, for them. Yeah. So this is how it works in Pakistan and covering this as long as we have. India can be just as sticky. Those are the two. When we're talking about trouble and Christians having trouble and facing trouble, um, Pakistan and India are almost always on the list. There's always somebody that they're doing, that they're going after. So, you know, I mean, if you ever have a Sharia state here and your Christians living in America where it used to be free, it, it, it's going to be a mess. God help us. Now we're in Ethiopia. And, uh, you know, it, it amazes me how people get the gospel to a lot of these people overseas. And so Ethiopia has become a key access point for the gospel into North Africa. And God is moving to reach those who are within its borders. Now, World Missions is there. And so Greg Kelly, who is with World Missions, shares a, a, a recent visit to the country. And he says, we're here working with an indigenous network of Ethiopian leaders that are doing pioneer evangelism with really the ultimate goal of raising up disciples who will multiply and plant churches into these areas. And so World Mission itself has worked in Ethiopia for the last eight years. And one of the things they do, and this was popular. I remember when this came out, the Jesus film. And so that's what they use, a Jesus film, and distribute solar power audio Bibles 
um, among people with little to no access to the good news of Christ. It's all about getting the word of God. That's right. You know, and that that's very, very important. Kelly, uh, Kelly says they see God doing amazing things as the gospel's going out. When you go into these villages, you meet people who, for the first time, are encountering Jesus. They'll listen to the audio Bible for a few minutes, then they'll stop and they'll look at you and they'll say, this is truth. <laughs> well, that's you know, that, that's exactly what happens. When you're, when you're reading the Bible, listening to the Bible, or whatever you're doing, it's going to stop you. You know, it, it will feed you. That's right. It's alive. So many unreached people groups in Ethiopia are in remote, hard-to-reach places, some of which have Islamic influences that are hostile to Christian witness. And these are difficult places to reach, says Kelly. Some of them are highly isolated. They're behind mountains. They're in very rural areas, and in the case of the Muslim people groups, very hostile. We heard of one missionary just recently that was beaten almost to death. Oh, that's horrible. His crime was sharing the gospel. It's that kind of tenacity and boldness that we're seeing here in Ethiopia. So be sure to pray for the missionaries in Ethiopia so they can continue to courageously take the gospel to the unreached and become the missionary sending force to other nations in northern Africa. And that's what it's all about. And this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness. And then the end shall come. You that know, we look forward to. <laughs> As the evil gets worse and worse, we look forward to the coming of the Lord. Oh, I know. It just amazes me. And, you know, there's so many things we could say right now, but, you know, you can... Uh, this came to us from Mission Network News, mnnonline.org. And this is in Ethiopia. And we're talking about world missions. And uh, Mission Network News is, is a regular news site for Christians. And there's a lot of ministries and uh, humanitarian groups that uh, um, will put stories on there and various other things. So uh, you can go to mnnonline.org. And uh, you'll find Mission Network News. Or you can just write Mission Network News and do a search in Google. It'll come up. Uh, MNN Online is uh, a popular place. So check it out. Are you ready? Yep. Hunted Burkina Faso. This comes to us from globalchristianrelief.org. Pastor Matthew, a persecuted believer in Burkina Faso, came to Christ in 1985 after one of his older brothers shared the gospel with him. 
but in Burkina Faso, where the majority of the population is Muslim, Pastor Matthew couldn't escape the persecution that would come from both those closest to him and extremists. When Pastor Matthew shared with his family that he accepted Jesus into his heart, there was an immediate reaction. They pushed him to abandon his new faith. They would keep food from him, refusing to feed him, hoping in his hunger he would abandon his new religion. He would not. Seeing that he was not going to deny Jesus, many in the family stopped talking to him altogether. But Pastor Matthew couldn't keep his new faith private. He shared it with those in his family, even leading his younger brother to Jesus. Pastor Matthew and his brother would sneak away and attend church together. When his family found out, they kicked the two of them out of the house. Their mother even went to the village elders and pleaded with them to convince Pastor Matthew and his brothers to abandon Christ. But the faith of the brothers only grew. The Holy Spirit continued to grow inside Pastor Matthew and guide his life. Pastor Matthew married and then went to Bible school. Looking back on that time of his, in his life, he says, God saved my life by protecting me during these times. And Pastor Matthew even became a respected church leader in his area. However, in 2019, there was an insurgence of terrorists in Pastor Matthew's region. They warned leaders and elders that they didn't want to hear any preaching about Jesus. Fearing for, their lo- for the lives of his congregation, Pastor Matthew changed the times of his Sunday and weekly services. When his congregation met, they also made sure to do so quietly and, without, and with great caution. Then in May, the terrorists returned to the region and killed two pastors. Shockingly, one of the pastors was Pastor Matthew's brother, who had led him to Christ. After the terrorists killed these two pastors, I was their next target. The terrorists gathered and headed for Pastor Matthew's village, and a pastor friend heard the news and immediately called to warn me. He told me to leave my village as soon as possible, along with all my family and church members. Quickly, my family and all our church members and I left in a hurry without taking anything with us. We just fled for our lives. And the terrorists arrived in the village but could not find Pastor Matthew. In response, they went to a nearby village and kidnapped a pastor there, along with seven church members. The increase of persecution in the area drove many Christians and leaders to flee. To this day, many still have not returned to their homes. I know of around 20 churches that were forced to locate, to relocate and are living as refugees in different parts of the country. That was Pastor Matthew. And he also adds, these pre persecutions only made me a strong believer and helped me to hold on to Jesus and never backslide. You know, that is gut-wrenching. It is. I feel for them. When you think what these people go through. And to flee and not being able to take anything with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel for these, and this is exactly why we cover these stories. Yeah. 
And uh, who was the ministry in that one? That was um, globalpersecution.org. Be sure to check out these uh, ministries and their websites. Because that's why we do the show, to let you know who's doing what. And, uh, it, it, you know, we're talking about real lives here. People that lose their life, that get beat up, they get in hospitals, they have families, they got churches, you know, and, and so it's real important. And, and, you know, one of Pastor Matthew's greatest desires was to be, to be reunited with his family. And in 2020, his parents reached out to him and asked for his forgiveness of their persecution. Then they came and lived with him. And during that time, his father became a Christian shortly before his death. That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Well, we're in uh, Kenyan now. Kenya. Nairobi. You skipped one. And uh, Muslim extremists? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I've seen another one. Okay. Never mind. So we're talking about, uh, and this comes from Christian News Network. This is another Christian news uh, website. And they deal with, uh, you know, overseas missions and various things like that. Christian News net now out of Nairobi Kenya there was news of killers who had murdered three people in western Uganda and the people that did it accused them of supporting Christian work and an evangelist in Kampala was beaten unconscious. And, of course, Muslim extremists caught up with him and attacked him for being an infidel. <laughs> the ironic thing, really, here, is when the Lord comes back, they're going to be the infidels. They're going to be the unbelievers. In one of those cases, which... We're reading to you now and talking about it. Six Muslim extremists shouting uh, kafir, meaning infidel. And they yelled their God is greater slogan. And so they attacked this 27-year-old street preacher. It was in the evening. And they said the Muslims got a hold of him, started kicking and boxing him. As others came beating him with sticks. Now almost exclusively these people. And, and what they get many times are bamboo. Uh, bamboo is really, really tough. It really, really hurts. And uh, so at any rate. So others came. You know, they all get together. This is just one guy now, okay? And they beat him with sticks. And he, this guy that was getting beat up had a friend that was nearby. And uh, this guy is telling the story now as he's watching his buddy get beat up by these six Muslims. 
and uh, you know what can you say watch him get beat up and then leave well at any rate he, he there's nothing he could do he says and there were bystanders that told him to disappear or else the attackers will beat him up so he left his friend laying down and uh, you know you could you could judge him for it but you need to understand these people you know many times these people that get beat up by these Muslims they don't come back they don't wake up they're dead yeah and he was defenseless what could he do against six of those people yeah and nobody you know nobody's usually there to stop anything and so it just I mean what can you say about that that's wrong yeah it's wrong but we're talking about nations and there's lots of them that don't do anything to Muslims who beat up people like this. And notice how they gang up on him. It's yeah. not one-on-one. -on -one, it's six or a whole slew of people. They're, to me, they're cowards. Yep, that's exactly right. So he sought help from a nearby church. And so with a few other Christians, they returned to the site and they found his friend unconscious took him to a hospital but see this particular young man that got beat up is well known to Christians as well as Muslims as a street preacher and this time he had severe chest pain bruising on his thigh left hand shoulder swelling inflammation on his left ankle well, they could easily have broken the ankle and I and I've heard where these people even take him out and try to bury him and so this young man that got beat up he said in my mission outreach many have turned to Christ especially young business business uh, young men and women students and some Muslim leaders he told that to Morningstar News from his hospital bed I didn't know it was hurting Muslims for me to speak about Christ and use a Koran while doing evangelization and he says, when I came to my senses, I found myself in the hospital with Christians around my bed. They supported me and gave me 50,000 Ugandan shillings, which is $13 for the medical treatment. So remember the persecuted Christians overseas. You know, they don't have homes like we do. And it you know their food is not like we get it and these are out in the bush a lot of times everything about it is difficult and coming out alive sometimes is just by the grace of God that you live and that's why we do this to let you know about these people and to pray for them and if you can, give money to the organizations that, uh, that are mentioned. And there's a lot of organizations. 
But I'm just telling you, these are the ones that have boot on the ground that are boots on the ground that are covering these things. They know what happened. And of course, just like uh, uh, Franklin Graham, Samaritan's Purse, he's all over the place worldwide. You can't even keep track of where he's where he's at. So uh, be sure to check it out. And. Uh, I'm trying to see how big this one is. Mm, not too big. So, we're talking about an elderly couple who was homeless after they converted to Christianity. And this comes from Morningstar News. And they had to flee their home after Muslim relatives threatened them. Now, this is common. <coughs> And this is in eastern Uganda. And uh, Muslim relatives were upset with their conversion to Christianity and threatened to destroy them in their home. And uh, one is 70 years old and his wife is 62. And they put their faith in Christ in September. And there was a church uh, that had a week-long evangelistic campaign of home visits. Three days after converting, the couple attended a church all-night vigil returning on home on September 20th to find that relatives who had learned their conversion had bashed bricks uh, from their modest home. As we returned back to our grass-thatched roof house, we found some of the debris around the house. On entering the house, we found that there was a threatening married, uh, message. Today, if we find you around, we shall destroy you with the house. You have become an embarrassment to our Muslim fam family by joining the wrong religion. And make, make sure you understand that they really do mean this. The fearful couple left the house immediately. It was difficult, of course, he says. No place to stay, no clothing, no bedding. A pastor's name is withheld and they usually don't tell you all the names, has been, uh, said the couple has been relocated as far away as possible to avoid attack by the Muslim relatives. When the couple arrived at our church, they looked shaken and fearful, he said. The church has hidden them for the sake of the church as well as for the lives of these new two new Christians. We need prayers. Yes, amen. You know, the thing of it is, Uganda's uh, constitution and their other laws provide for religious freedom. I in, know. Including the right to propagate their faith and convert from one faith to another. And Muslims only make up no more than 12% of their Ugandan population. It, it's crazy how much power they have. Yeah. And so, you know, and look what they did in Israel. Look what the Muslims did in Israel. And uh, but there's uh, you know ministries, and we mentioned one tonight. Bibles for the Mid East, they have a huge line of churches, and uh, they're throughout the Middle East, and and a lot of them are ex-Muslims who accepted the Lord. So God is moving in the Muslim community. So make sure you understand that there is a cost. And so with that, we are going to...
get ready to close her out. So go ahead. You can start. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Stay safe. Be careful out there. And look to the Lord in all things, in all your situations. Look to the Lord, and he will make a way. And we ask that you would pray for your brothers and sisters around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. And may God richly bless you for all you do for him. And we love you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Check out our websites. Listen to the shows, the Warren Radio shows. And read the articles, a lot of in-depth articles. Be sure to uh, check out our new books, my new book, The Rising, and it's uh, the first one in the series was Steal the Darkness. Check them both out. Our bookstore is over on Dana Glenn Smith, but both of our websites have ads where you can see the books clear. So check them out. And I pray that the Lord would bless you and your family. That the Lord will keep you and watch over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. May he be with you in all your troubles and all your victories. And may you serve the Lord all the days of your life and find a place in heaven with him. May God bless you and keep you. And until next time, pray for the persecuted church. Pray for the churches in America around the world. Pray for America to repent. And the reason we do this is because we need to pray, because we need to save America. America's in a lot of trouble right now. It is very, very divided. So, until next time, look to the Lord in prayer. Pray for America. Pray for the persecuted church. This is where God wants us. We need to uplift each other in prayer. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.